Interested in real estate? How about wealth? Well, they go hand in hand. And here, you'll learn all about it. Welcome to Be The Bank, a podcast where we discuss and debate the topics centered around real estate investing. Your host, Justin Bogard, shares insights into investing in real estate to create real wealth and passive income for you and your family. He'll share stories of real estate investments done right, walk you through the process of owning a real estate note, and most importantly, educate you so you can be the bank. This is Be The Bank, brought to you by American Note Buyers. Now, here's your host, Justin Bogard. It is episode number 15 of the Be The Bank podcast, season number five. Today, I have just one question for you. Can you actually get a warrant for your arrest for owning a land contract? Stay tuned. Petaluma Richard, how's it going? Pretty good. Indy Justin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that did not have the pleasure of hearing our conversation before we started recording, uh, Richard had referred to my virtual room here as a, uh, a my palatia. Palatial. Palatial. Palatial <laughs> homestead. Palatial homestead. You, you. <laughs> Your, your 5,000 square foot four bedroom apartment there with <laughs> eat in chef kitchen and, uh, you know, all the other accoutrements. Oh How about that? Yeah. He threw me through and I couldn't stop laughing because I'm sure I needed this word is probably a very common word that people uses, use, but I obviously had never heard of it. So it, 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 it was quite humorous. So but a palatial is not something you would attribute to your apartment. That's not, not a word that you'd usually say. It, it will not be a use I would use. Oh, my God. I can't even talk today. It would not be a word that I use. That is correct. I was very impressed. You know, for those of you who didn't tune in last week, I, I uh, uh, got to go to Indianapolis. I hadn't been there in many years and, and um, <coughs> see Justin's abode. And we ran around and went to meetings and signed papers, did all sorts of things. And actually, it was quite enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, entertained me in his palace. It was quite nice. I am a great host, aren't I? You are a great host. Very thoughtful. You put out a little nightlight so I wouldn't trip at night when I go, <laughs> go, when I go pee. I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> You'll be getting the bills. <laughs> little, little Home Depot bills for, uh, yeah, okay, gotcha. So how was your trip back to Petaluma? My trip back was... Um, long yeah you almost went back in time didn't you yeah yeah well it's unfortunately as you are well aware the connection between san francisco and indianapolis stink and so i had to uh unless i wanted to make a a eight to ten hour flight out of it with um uh, stopovers um i had to take a red eye out and a uh 7 30 in the morning flight i'm sorry I had to take a red eye to Indy and a 7.30 in the morning um, flight back to SFO, which meant that uh, I had two nights of getting about three hours of sleep. Yeah. Those of you that don't know, the time zone difference between the Pacific and Eastern is a three-hour time difference. So he he was thrown through a loop. He, he had left his plane 
you know, close to midnight his time in San Francisco. Then he shows up early in the morning at Indianapolis and three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. yeah so it, well, Pacific time, right. It was 6, yeah, 6 a.m. Um, right. East coast time. So basically if you can't sleep on a plane, you're kind of hosed. You're basically up for, you know, almost 36 hours there. So before you get a chance to go to bed again. So he, he was pretty exhausted. So mm-hmm. yeah. I, was tired, I was tired bear. Tired yeah, how, many, bear. how many days did it take you to get back to what you feel is normal? Two, actually. You know, the first day I was kind of dragging, and the second day I was about 75% there. It kind of surprised me. Yeah. I mean, I've had, uh, uh, you know, jet lag from 15-hour uh, time zone mm-hmm. uh, changes throughout Southeast Asia. And there are, that was just almost as bad as that, and that kind of surprised me. Because wow. usually, you know, it used to be that I would, when I had my mortgage company, I would do every other week. I was on a plane flying to some place in the country looking at some large apartment complex to see if we could um, make a loan on it. Yeah. But I didn't have to. I could, you know, I could catch a flight on East Coast time at like 9 o'clock in the morning and get to get over here late and do my work and come back. And if you're not doing it um, during on red-eye hours, it's a whole lot easier than if you are um, – flying at when you should be sleeping. Yeah. Well, I had a red eye one time and I, I don't envy anyone that has to do that very often at all. So no, it's, but, it's, a, it's appropriately named. It's what it's appropriately named. It gives you red <laughs> eyes. Yeah. It's appropriately named. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. Well, we're glad that you made it back. Mm-hmm. It was great. And, having and, you down here. and it's warm. I Finally. Mean, yeah. We, we had some really fun, uh, lightning and thunderstorms uh, when I was at your place. I had forgotten about how much fun those are because we don't have them here. Oh, but, yeah. You know, um, it's, uh, it's nice to have some warm weather out here in California, finally. Good. Well, we get, get some wet weather recently. Mm-hmm. And speaking of weather or storms, there mm-hmm. was talk of a tsunami. Mm-hmm of foreclosures coming down the pipeline. Nice segue, dude. Yeah, nice. Pretty, pretty I like good. that. The weather just, you know, easing right in there. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. If we, if we had the next to each other, we, we could just fist bump right now, but we have to do a, a no, three-hour time difference oh, no. fist bump. Right, go the yeah. other way. There you go. Yeah. Right. <laughs> For those of you that are listening, we do record this on <laughs> our on our YouTube channel, American Note Buyers, and you can catch the uh, video stream of that and all of our podcasts and all of our broadcasts that we do monthly as well on our YouTube channel mm-hmm. tsunami of foreclosures mm-hmm. i haven't seen any uh you know i i i've missed that tsunami to me it's sort of like the tide is rising and that's it yeah. it's um you know i i would say this is kind of a non-event so why do you think it's a non-event there could be a myriad of reasons why I think at the time around the 2018, 2019 timeframe, it was the talk about, I'll do air quotes here, the bubble, the -hmm. real estate bubble. And people were thinking what goes up must come down. Mm -hmm. And I think it's kind of done a little bit of both. I think it's gone down a little bit and come back up. And, but for the most part, I think we dodged a major real estate recession bubble and just kind of stayed steady Eddie after that Uh, COVID obviously hit and screwed a lot of things up and I think we're back to what normal is after COVID uh, our post COVID real estate life here. So Mm -hmm. I don't see how it's, how it's going to be a tsunami of non-performing loans coming down the pipeline. As we've mentioned before many times already and during 
during the last couple of years, we do see a, a larger amount of non-performing loans coming through. And it's more like a slow drip. And I think it's still the best way to describe it. Even two or three years, you know, after, after really COVID that we've been saying it, it's gone that way. Now, we can, obviously we can look in a rear view mirror and be accurate and everything that's happened. Right. But we can't look forward and really know what's going to happen. So I think at the time, the information we had in front of us was kind of like, I can see there being a real estate bubble, but I'm not really sure what's going to happen. And we all thought it wasn't really going to be like 2008, but we were being told by many people that they could see a lot of foreclosures happening. Now there was eight and a half million people that went into forbearance during COVID and the knee-jerk reaction was, oh, those are all going to be foreclosures. We're, you know, goodbye economy, say hello to another 2009 real estate recession. And it was nothing like that because, quite honestly, Richard, as you know, 85% of those forbearances started reperforming or the homes had sold because of the super appreciation in home values that happened the year preceding, uh, preceding COVID. Right. And so, I mean, obviously there was a number of uh, government programs that eased people. We've been the, the benefactors of that, where we had several yes. loans in our portfolio that they were not caught up. And all of a sudden, wham, we got nine months worth of payments. Um, you know, thank you very much. And so they are now current. Um I think we have seen a few or a little bit of a pickup in terms of loans that could that were in the pipeline for forbearance, I'm sorry, for foreclosure uh, pre-COVID. And so they just couldn't get processed. Yes. So they had to, to, to sit on them. Um, and those aren't eligible for the government programs, as far as I know, anyway. Um, so we are seeing a little bit of an uptick there, but I'm still seeing some crazy pricing going on uh, in the... Um, defaulted world. And, and even in our world, I do not think the pricing has, has eased up the way a lot of us thought it was going to be. Yeah, it, it definitely has not been a tsunami. I think we can say that there's been a set of, of small waves come through and I think mm -hmm. they're going to continue to be like that for a couple of years. It's just going to be a longer, um, what they call that in, in the disease world decay. Like there's going to mm -hmm. be a lot of like decay that happens kind of a slow logarithmic movement. Uh, in the direction of foreclosures and stuff. So I think we're going to see more steady stream of it, but it's not going to be anything like, Hey, you're going to have leftover inventory after a sheriff's sale. <laughs> it's going to, right. you know, because home prices really haven't, haven't dropped. They, they kind of keep, keep growing. Plus, as we know from a recent uh, mastermind that we went to in Texas, mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of large funds uh, that are sitting out there with billions of dollars that want to scoop up a fair amount of this product in bulk, uh, which, you know, what is out, which for what is there, I'm sorry, I can't speak either. Uh, and so they are talking to the banks directly to pick up a lot of that. So the little guys are just going to get crumbs if that, and they may be able to pick up as a secondary purchase, but I just don't see that much of, uh, you know, the market is much more finely tuned this time than it was. I mean, people know the game, right? They know how to jump in. They know how to fine tune. They know how to fix up. They know how to sell. And you, all the, the management companies are set up to, to do this where we didn't have anything before. And so it changes the whole playing field. There's better guidelines, too, on people getting loans. Right. There's more tighter, stricter guidelines, which help, helped a lot as well. Right. My opening remarks, 
Richard, I had asked a question to the potential listening audience, and that was, can you get a warrant for yourself if you own a land contract? Can you get a a, a warrant, rest a warrant? Is what Arrest you a warrant. Because you can get a warrant. That's that's something <clears throat> that's a, a type of stock that you buy. But uh, uh, yes, I, you know, I, I know that you deliberately want to embarrass me. So I, <laughs> I can say that, uh, yes, I am uh, a, a, from what I understand, I have two warrants out for my arrest in St. Louis, Missouri. <laughs> So I'd better not go there and um, get a traffic ticket or anything like that because um, they all run my name and who knows what would happen. I'd end up in the pokey for a land contract deal. I don't know. But uh, you're outlaw Thornton. That's right. That's right. So how did that happen, Justin? I I don't know how that happened. This is <laughs> this is all coming from the director of marketing and sales for American Notifiers here. I see. I see. So I, I know that you did this outside of our portfolio, obviously, and it was a, a non-performing loan that you've had, maybe a performing loan. I better let you tell a story. So, Richard, how did you get to this point? Oh, funny you should ask. You know. Um, (laughs) it's, um, so this is, you know, a, a story of somebody trying to uh, do good for somebody and just kind of not working out. I mean, so I've dealt with this borrower on and off for three or four years. They got behind in the sewer bill. Their payments have been on and off. You'd have have to call it almost a sub performer, but at this point, the guy is, is current. Um, so his ex-wife moved out of the house. When they did that, that triggered an inspection uh, from the city of St. Louis. Um, they got into it, and they a they said you didn't require, you didn't call for a permit, which the owner did not. And then they got after us after that. Um, but then when it was inspected, what I'm finding out now, surprise, surprise, was that the owner didn't really let the inspector do the inspections that he needed to do. He needed to open up some walls and things like that. And because um, he's got a lot of deferred maintenance in the house. So, so they wrote him up and they they um, you know, put it with the municipal court system. And the municipal court system was sending me since I'm the registered owner as a, under a land contract, notices to appear in court. Well, unfortunately, they were going to my old address. Okay. So they sent me two, and I have not appeared. So now there is a warrant out for my arrest. So let's get back to the property. So they said the ex-wife had left the house or that they got a divorce and what was the reason why there was an inspection being called? I I didn't, I didn't catch all that. Was he trying to do a fix and flip renovation? No, he wasn't. And, and, you know, a number of us may have run into this. Um, A lot of cities don't really know the technicalities of a land contract. Okay. So since we, as the mortgage holders, land contract holders, I'm sorry, are the registered owner it reads in their system as if it is a tenant situation, landlord tenant. Okay. As soon as that person moved out, somebody flagged the property. They have some system for flagging it. And they said, mm, we have to have an inspection. You have to ap- apply for a permit. Got you. He did not do that. We finally got him to do that. He didn't do it very well. And then he also didn't cooperate fully with the inspector, which is 
pretty stupid as far as I'm concerned, but. Okay. So then they tried to send you mail and they obviously sent it to an address that you aren't at anymore. And the forwarding on your mail address, I assume had expired. So it couldn't forward to your new address because, you know, you obviously would want your mail to be forwarded to you. So at that point, that makes sense why um, they don't have updated information on you. So they couldn't get a hold of you. Right. So I had changed the address um, with the city I had thought, but apparently the two uh, or two or more um, groups in the city don't talk to each other. So the assessor's office was never notified Um, where they were sending the tax bills. They got them to me, but the actual assessor, um, my old address showed up. Um, I I don't know the intricacies of the system to know that how that happens, but it's not the first time that the, I think we, I think we all can agree that this is a very, this is a very plausible story that the the two departments don't have a system that maybe links to each other. Uh, which is unfortunately probably more common than we think. Yeah. Can you imagine the right hand not talking to the left hand? I just, you know, just um, boggles the mind. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm monkey in the middle uh, the way the situation is right now, because so now I have a court date. I fortunately can, can do this virtually. So I have an August court date. And um, (laughs) what I've been told is that they uh, will at this point, and I mean, actually, this brings up another point. So St. Louis in particular, you know, for sewer bills and things like that, they just sort of let them ride. It's not like I've got a property in Flint, and if you don't pay your, your bills in Flint, Michigan, they just walk in and say, sorry, you're out of here. Uh, we're turning off the water, turn off the power and sewer, and, you know, go fish. Mm-hmm. Uh, St. Louis, they don't do that. And so it it makes it so you have these situations where um, these bills get – um, unpaid and awkward situations, which is exactly where I am right now, because what I've been told by the inspector is that they will probably um, turn it over to the sheriff's department, which has the right to finally uh, turn off all the utilities and will physically go up and board up the house. If nobody's in it, um, they, they, they will uh, enter it by force if necessary uh, they don't care if the person has their goods out or not, just as long as there's no body in there. They're going to go board the door, go board the doors up, board, board <laughs> you sound like doors and windows, <laughs> uh, and shut the place down. So now what have I got? You know, I've got a house that's got diminished collateral. Um, I really can't foreclose on the guy uh, because he's current. Right. Um, he's in technical default, but I think uh, I would have a hard time getting a judge to give me a ruling on that. Um, so it's going to be interesting. So the taxes are paid, the borrower's current, there's probably insurance on the property, so there's no real legal breach inside your your land contract. This is just ge- general ideas that I have in my head after reading most land contracts. That's pretty much what will cause a breach of contract is those three things. Yeah, the only breach of contract that puts him into technical fault is that he hasn't maintained the property properly. I mean, he's got some broken windows. You look at the, I had current pictures taken. Mm-hmm. The house looks a little bit ratty, but is it, you know, is it terrible? No. But the bigger thing is, is it doesn't meet code. It's got electrical that's that's um, uh, substandard, and I'm told it may have foundation problems. We, we don't know. 
So this is another excellent case on why you don't want to have a land contract <laughs> because how much time has this taken from you for just being the land contract owner and not really truly in the situation, but you are the byproduct from it? Uh, yeah, that's very, that's very true. I mean, so, you know, we've been both in note school and around a lot of other note buyers and they say, oh, land contracts, why would you want to convert it? Uh, you know, to a mortgage deed of trust, uh, just stay with it because it's going to cost you a thousand bucks to convert it and blah, blah, blah. Well, this is why. I mean, I would have gladly paid a thousand dollars or whatever long, it costs. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it costs long ago to not have to, because this is a huge time suck. <clears throat> yeah. One of the many reasons why land contracts should be just, just abolished, right? There is a time and place for it. And right. we have unique situations where we do prefer it, but more than likely, if it's an originated note that we're creating, it's going to be a note mortgage or note deed of trust, depending on what state you're on. Right. What state you're in, sorry. The right. property's in. Right. Well, that was an interesting story. Thanks for sharing that with us. And I'm glad that you are going to get resolution with that after your hearing. Uh, I know it's possible you might have to delay that hearing because I think it aligns with your post-surgery from getting your knee knee replaced there. So we'll... Maybe maybe another month or so we might have some results. That yeah, stay tuned for the next exciting adventure of <laughs> is Richard in the pokey uh, <laughs> unable to walk because of his knee. Now, for the listening audience, I did tell Richard that he has to make sure they have Wi-Fi there so he can bring his laptop and still work. That's right. That's I'm not right. letting you off. Keep And stay away from all the bad guys. <laughs> Get your own private cell. Mm, yeah, that's likely right. to happen. <laughs> Well, I, I don't think you'll you'll have any issues after they they realize what's going on. So, but that is an interesting story, and it's unfortunate that it sucked a lot of time out of out of your life to get this thing rectified, and, and the pain of not being able to do anything because the borrower's not taking care of the property. So, let's we look forward to hearing an update on that pretty soon. Yeah, I mean, I, it's it is interesting to me just on an intellectual viewpoint because. I mean, I will explain my situation to the judge and I'll say, look, I, you know, I am perfectly willing to do anything and everything. I'd rather not be in this situation. I, I, I'm not fighting the system here. Uh, given those facts, what would you suggest, Mr. Judge, Ms. Judge, um, uh, that we do? How do we work the system to resolve this issue? I mean, I feel sorry that the guy has to sell his house. Yeah. But he's obviously been struggling for years, cannot make the, I mean, he can make the payments just barely, but he cannot do the repairs. He just does not. He, yeah. So what do you do? We'll find out. Stay tuned for more. Stay tuned. This episode is sponsored by American Note Buyers. I'm Justin Bogart. I got Richard Thornton as my co-host today and as always. And we will see you guys on the next episode. All right, Justin. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to Be The Bank. We hope you learned something from today's show. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate and review us. Plus, check out our channel on YouTube and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Be The Bank and on Instagram at Be The Bank Podcast. Be The Bank is sponsored by American Note Buyers. Thanks again for listening.